Welcome, welcome, welcome to Say Like a Champ 186. It's your boy A Dub. Boy Stress, what's good, Slack Man? What's going on? What's good? We back in the building for another episode of Say Like a Champ. And um, and just before we get started into our normal topics, do want to just say what's up and do a quick check in with you, Strizzy. See how you're doing? Yeah, man, doing straight, man. You know, you know how it goes. You know what I'm saying, like, yeah, you, know, you know, trying to get this, you know, the kids and stuff situated. But uh, you know, being being a parent, twenty four seven job. So you know, I just picked up Yvonne from track practice. Now she's got Kim Sierra practice for one of her friends. Yeah, these kids are honestly, she's busier than me nowadays. Though. Yeah, <laughs> for real, huh? Busier to me, man. So you know, just kind of doing some stuff. I, you know, you know, speaking more on the dad stuff. I, you know, Lily's been, uh, you know, feeling like she's been wanting to spend some some us time later. So I'm gonna do a little daddy daughter date this weekend too with her. Nice. So you know, just honestly been on been on the dad game probably more so than anything these last couple of weeks. So trying to hang in there, but you know, so far so good. You know, I'm, I'm healthy. You know, what I'm saying that's all that matters. You know what I'm saying that's all that matters. No, absolutely, absolutely. And everybody knows, you know, this is definitely a family-oriented show. We're family-oriented people. So you got to do what you got to do. You're out there. The shuttle's open today, but that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 legit. Um, how, how you feeling lately, dog? How you, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm 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 doing well. Um, things are going good, but I just can't believe already. You know, we just passed St. Patrick's Day. We're getting ready to close out March already. Um, so I just I just you know I just continue to um. Be shocked by how quick time goes, but that's that's how it is. You know how that goes. So um definitely glad though to be back with the slackers today. And I do want to check in. We got Unk out here from Texas. Um, hello, Unk. We got Grace Williams in the building. Hello, Grace. Anthony Wesson also, he says howdy from Dallas. Um, I definitely have some in, uh some questions for him later. We got moms in the building. Good evening. We got Pops saying hello. And then Anthony was Anthony Wesson said he's on that uh man dad life. Yeah, he, that's what he says. So, yeah, he, he knows all about that dad life as well. Punk says, tough being a dad. Chris, you are doing great. And Grace says, kudos, Strizzy. So, yeah, so you know we got your back, man. You know. You know all down. So, all right, that's what's up. Um, I think we will be joined, though, um, in, in a little bit. We might have a have a um, a Mad Marcus appearance, so we'll look forward to that. Um, and then we're going to just get uh, Strizzy's thoughts on a couple things before we let him – Go ahead and take care of his duties. Um, but let me go ahead and bring up our um, let me go ahead and bring up our little graphics here so we can get it right. And the big news, of course, right now is we do have the World Baseball Classic going on. And um, so I was gonna put the score in here real quick because it is a live score. It's the top of the fifth. USA is down one to three to Japan. And um, so I'm gonna put the score in there real quick, but I do want to talk about um, I do want to talk about the the tournament so far it's been a really great tournament both of these teams in tonight's final basically had like heroic type of stuff to get there uh trey turner hit a grand slam to take the lead for team usa against venezuela and then also japan just last night had a bottom of the inning um bottom of the ninth inning rally for two runs to get to the final so um so yeah so that's what's up but um definitely kind of exciting Strizzy, have you been able to check out uh, much of the world baseball classic yeah, I've been watching a little bit of it, primarily highlights, but I, I have been, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, obviously I like, uh, you know, watching Japan for, for, for a couple of reasons, but the Team USA team just seems so stacked, you know what I mean? So, you know, I, I'd be surprised if they end up, I'd be real surprised if they end up losing this one tonight, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but it's, it's actually been 
it's probably been one of the better years because so many of the like heavy hitters have been actually playing this year, which they don't normally do. So it's kind of cool. Right. Yeah, most definitely. You're right. Um, we had a lot of, um, you know, we have a lot of the basically, it looks like an all-star team. It looks like an all-star baseball team out there uh, playing for Team USA. So that's what's up with that. Um, next up, big topic is March Madness. Um, Strizzy, I wanted to see how you felt about the March Madness tournament so far. Were you, what were your thoughts on the upsets? Dude, crazy. It's kind of tough because I know, I know we haven't really done a secure back with football season being over. But, man, uh, very first night I did an 11-game parlay. I actually picked Hofstra to win, and uh, I picked another another really big upset. And when they both won, I was like, oh, I'm about to, I'm about to pick up. Like, there's no way the rest of these teams lose. And every other team hit except for U of A. U of A lost. And they were like oh, dang. A, they were like a negative 1,100 favorite, so I was pissed. So I was like, it, like I was like, there's no way I would have predicted, like, any of the other teams to lose because they were all just like they were pretty favorited, but it, it all. I mean, just just going with everything. Like, I think Houston's the only number one seed left, right? Houston and Alabama too. Alabama, but Bama barely scraped by. They right. Lost. Um, so uh, it's it's been it's been really close. You've seen a lot of two seeds uh, that have been knocked off. Uh, two other ones seeds have been knocked off. They were saying this. Yeah, they were saying that this might be the the first year where not a single number one seed makes it. You know what I'm saying? So to, to the final four at least. Uh, but it's been crazy, dude. It's like I, I kind of like it though because usually you know you have all the top recruits going through the same schools every year: Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, Michigan State, Kansas. But like now that it's getting so spread apart, like anybody can win now. You know what I'm like. When was the last time we were talking about Houston and Baylor and, you know, like for the, for the male side, and Baylor's always a big women's uh, basketball team, but not so much men. So it, it's kind of crazy, man, to see all of these kind of like big, big teams in the in NCAA basketball men's and some of them didn't even make it, you know, UNC included. Right. No, it is awesome. And, you know, even that, like there's all these secondary tournaments popping up. There's always been the NIT, right, for the people that don't make March Madness, but they got multiple other college tournaments going on too this week, um, the backup tournaments. But, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a wide field for sure. You know, every year I feel like I learn a new team name that I never heard of before, but it's another one of those come-out-of-nowhere schools. So, Seriously, it's insane, dude, but March Madness for a reason. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They call it March Madness for a reason, but I think it's been extra madness this year for sure. Um, I do want to take a quick look at the schedule coming up for next week. We have Thursday and Friday. The Sweet 16 games are going to be going on. Both number one seeds are going to be going on Friday. And then after this Thursday and Friday slate of games, we'll have the Elite Eight going on Saturday and Sunday before we have a week before the actual Final Four goes off. So, um me, I'm kind of looking forward to that Houston-Miami. I think that that could be an interesting one. Also, Creighton versus Princeton. Um, Princeton's on their sweet six. Or they're, they're on their print, like their Cinderella run. They're like yeah. kind of the darling team. Um, and they had the big knockout um, of U of A. But then also they beat Missouri, which, um, which you know, Anthony Wesson uh, reminds us, though, his Missouri Tigers lost to Princeton. And when Princeton was going up against Missouri, I was like, dang, this is Missouri's chance to sneak farther into this tournament. Um, but you know, Princeton's playing their butts off for sure. Um, so we'll see, but definitely going to be some low seeds getting into the elite eight. So that's always exciting to see. 
Yeah, dude, it's it's crazy, man. Like you said, it's it's been uh, really interesting. Yeah, you're right. I couldn't remember who beat U of A. It was Princeton, and they were just so. I think they were like a crazy underdog, and like I can't believe they pulled that one out. And the crazy part about it is they were they were down the whole game until the end. So I was I was sure they were gonna lose, and they they ended up pulling it out. And and once they got ahead, they actually never turned, never looked back. So yeah, yeah, it's it's been crazy. A ton of upsets, and a lot of the upset games have been like so tight like the games have actually been really really good so you know I'm, I'm sure the ncaa is excited about the uh the turnout this year exactly no i i agree um i did see on the secure the back side i did see that there was these one people that were basically that their betting philosophy for march madness is just to bet all the underdogs just yeah. straight out on the money line and yep. that you know just waiting for those one or two underdogs to hit um works out, you know, because the odds are so long against, you know, a number 15 or a number 16 seed winning in the first round. So, Dude, I saw something and said something like, if you would have bet at least $10 on every underdog last year, every underdog through every round, you would have been at, you would have been positive. I think it was like $1,600. Dang. So even with, so just $10, every underdog. So even with all of the losses you would have had, you would have came out on top 1600 and I'm I'm that's sure that's crazy. been I'm sure that's even higher this year because of so many underdogs winning. It's, it's been a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, that's what's up though. Um, yeah, so that's that's the college basketball, and I do like March Madness. It does get me a little bit more into it and seeing some of the players come out. Um, and in kind of some of the teams that are kind of the scrappy underdog teams, just kind of pulling themselves together to win. That's what's yep. up. Um, we did have um the one um the one team which was Farnham something or Fairleigh Dixon, their coach. Yep. Um, they, they're the ones that upset um, that had the number one upset um, of Purdue. Their yep. coach um, already has a new job after, you know, they lost in the, in the next round. Right. Um, he already has a new job at Iona. So he's going to replace Rick Patino there. So that's pretty cool though, but it is funny how, you know, they want to recruit to these small schools and they want to be like, Oh, you know, you guys, everybody has a chance in March Madness, which it is true. Just like we were just talking about. Right. But yeah. as soon as coach gets to go to a next level school, they're out of there so fast, like so yeah. fast. I know. And I Iona did oh. this. They actually did really well. They did. Yeah, they did. So you think if they marry up that coaching of, you know, kind of that underdog scrappy type of, um, you know, of style of coaching and with some better players, you know, maybe they'll be able to go farther. But it is wide open. Um, I was sad to see Missouri out. I was sad to see Kentucky out. But um, that's just how it goes sometimes, you know. Yeah. All right. I want to jump. Um, I'm going to jump into our next topic because I definitely want to get your thoughts on it. So let me just go ahead and um, I'm going to hit the I'm going to hit the bumper real quick and we'll be right back into our normal, yeah. normal routine. What's up next? Oh, let's check it out, man. Real quick. How tuned to NFL talk. Let's get it. All right, so we're going to go through the free agent signings. And then, Strizzy, also, I know you know you're out there on the road. So, if you know, if you have to go, um, you know, just let us know. We, we got your back. But um, I de- before you go, I definitely wanted to hear what your thoughts are about the Panthers' moves, uh, the latest free agent signings we have up here. But they were able to grab Miles Sanders and then also Adam Thielen to go with yeah. their with their number one pick. Um, how are you feeling about their their moves right there? Uh, super excited, actually. So, so the – the thing about Adam Thielen is like he's not a young receiver, right? Like I think I think he's he's definitely on the tail end of his career more than anything. But he is a nice security blanket. 
like when you when you think about a, just a reliable guy, kind of like um, what's the the slot receiver um, over in uh, uh, Seattle? I'm forgetting his name. Um, Lockett. Uh, yeah, Lock Tyler Lockett. He, he reminds me of a guy like that, right? Like he's not he's not gonna give you you know 1600 receiving yards at any given year, um, but on third down when you need a play, um, a guy who can still stretch the field. Um, He's he's that security blanket that we needed for a young a young quarterback because we just lost DJ Moore, right? So yeah. I, I was actually really excited about that siding. You know, he, again, he's I think he's 32, 33 years old. Like he's not about to be, um, you know, putting up you know top receiver numbers. But I think he'll do just fine to uh, to help out our, our rookie quarterback, whoever that may be. Um, and then Miles Sanders, I think, is um, super legit, too. We, we re-signed all of our offensive linemen. We had a really great offensive line last year. Um, as you saw in the running game, it was like, the, you know, the primary spot for our season last year, that the defense. Uh, so, you know, Miles Sanders behind our offensive line um, and this new coaching staff that uh, Reich has put together, uh, I, I, I really like that one, too. So I'm actually really excited about the two pickups that we, that we, we just uh, got this past week, man. So, um I'm excited about it. I would have liked yeah. to keep Foreman because he had a really good uh, season last year when he took over for Caffrey, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. No, I feel you. I like the moves too. Um, Thielen, yeah, he is a little bit older, but he should hopefully be a veteran for those uh, young wide receivers. I think that they said that the next oldest wide receiver is like – or all the other wide receivers are like under 25 for the Panthers now. So definitely got some youngsters over there. Um, but I like the move, too. And Miles Sanders, you know, he did really well for the Eagles last year. He had probably one of his, um, I guess, almost you would say a career year for the Eagles last year. Um, but definitely productive runner um, and somebody that, like you said, behind that offensive line should do pretty well. So yeah. that's what's up. I'm glad we got your thoughts on that. I do want to tag in another member of our panel, though. We got the brother himself joining in. I think he's ready. We got Matt Marcus. What's good, Marcus? It's rough. Can you hear me? What yeah, up, we got you. All right, man, this has been rough, man. I left my headphone, left my mic. <laughs> oh running. no! Well, we know you're always on the move, moving stuff back and forth, so um, that's not not a surprise. But you're looking great, and we can hear you just fine. So you're good on there. Cool, cool. That's what's up. Um, so we were just talking about free agent signings a little bit. Um, and I there's one that I um wanted to get your thoughts on, and then also Anthony Weston from the comments. But Marcus, what did you think about? Dallas signing Ronald Jones to be kind of like a fill-in um, running back to add running back depth. I don't like it. Yeah, he he was he was cool like two or three years ago, but I don't I, he he hasn't done anything, you know. So that's that's the same guy from the, the Buccaneers, right? Right, exactly. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I you know I was I was I was optimistic. I was trying to get Derrick Henry. We know that wasn't gonna happen, but you know, so <laughs> but yeah, but I, we'll see. But he nah, I don't I don't like it. So right. I was hoping Anthony Weston might be able to give us some optimism or some hope. Maybe he saw something out of him, but he didn't even play for the Chiefs last year, fell off for the Bucks before that. I feel like at his production, like we might as well have just kept Zeke, you know, but just made him be like exactly. a really, really backup, you know. Yeah. So um, that was kind of interesting, but it was a lot of running backs going off the board this week in the second week of free agency. Seems like um, Jamal Williams, he landed, and then also um, Devin Singletary to Houston. Um, they also picked up Dalton Schultz, so they're adding a few weapons. But, 
that's not too exciting to me. I don't know if I'd be too excited to go to Houston. Um, but I was kind of surprised too about Dalton Schultz because he's going to end up making a little bit less money than I think he thought he was going to on the free agent market. Um, he just took a one year deal and will be making less than what he would have made on the tag with the Cowboys. So, um, interesting stuff there. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the Eagles, man. They're giving up a lot of people. Slade gone, the safety gone, Sanders gone. Yeah. I'm not complaining, but I think they won't be trying to repeat this year or something. I don't know what's still. I know. um, Didn't they? I thought they tagged him. No, they got – they got – They gone. Yeah, I think Slade's gone. They got one of their corner cornerbacks back, um, but they Dang. lost DJ Gardner Johnson. Actually, yeah, on that was that was a crazy move too. I didn't I didn't know about that one, but we'll see, man. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I think the Eagles did miss their chance last year. I, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, they did sign Marcus Mariota though as a backup quarterback, which is kind of interesting. I'm like, but I guess he can run at the very least. You know, they could put him in to do those quarterback sneaks maybe instead. I don't know. <laughs> Right. Oh yeah, Anthony Weston said Slay resigned, so they did keep him. I seen that thing today. He say he got released. So I, don't no, know. I, I I saw him get resigned too. I don't think they were, unless something happened. I don't think he got released. Because people gotcha. was complaining so about why did, we let Slay and Gardner go. So they did okay. get Bradbury and Slay back. Okay, cool. Okay. So um, I don't know. I thought, or maybe they were just intending to release him, or something happened late. I guess maybe we saw some early news. I don't know, but um. But, yeah, that – I don't know. I, I do hope the Eagles continue to lose pieces, though, for sure. And I do like what the Panthers did. Pop says Carolina's made excellent moves. Hope they don't screw it up. They got to take C.J. Stroud. Um, Strizzy, what do you think? Who do you hope that they take at quarterback? Stroud. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with Stroud, too. So, And and honestly, I agree, Popton. I think the moves that they've made have been actually, have been actually really, really good. We got a safety from – we also got a safety from uh, – from the Bengals, which actually worked out really, really well. Um, and then the coaching staff, I think that's what I'm actually starting to get excited for. I think the coaching staff that we've kind of put together has getting me a little excited for the season. Um, but hopefully we don't blow it. I'm with your pops. Like, <laughs> don't mess this up. Everything right now was looking good. Um, but, yeah, Stroud for me is the favorite right now. But if it's not Stroud for any reason, then I really like Anthony Richardson. Gotcha. So if they go long-term, then, then um, maybe Anthony Richardson. Sure. If they if they let the rookie sit for a year, I'm I'm cool with Anthony Richardson. I think I think he's going to be really good in the long run. Gotcha. Six four two forty around a four four forty. Like he's he a beast, man. He a beast. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. That will be kind of interesting. I do think wherever he lands, he will need some time to develop. But then in the long run, he might be pretty good. Um, yeah. Cooper Rush back in Dallas. That's another signing that happened. I just had to throw that one out there because I kind of yep. like it. I think that's solid. He knows what to do, and he knows exactly what his role is. So, um, Marcus, you like that one? Yeah, I like Cooper Rush. He's he's good. So, it's good a little backup to have. It really is. He played really well when Dak went out last year. He played yeah. – oh, won every game, right? You don't even lose a game with him, right? The no, Eagles. the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles blew us out. But oh, that was – But I mean, that was – Still, he, he came, he came back at the end, but it was too late. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You're right. Anthony Weston just trying to throw down salt from the from the throne and stuff. He says, nice being the champ watching these teams scramble to get where the Chiefs are. Dang, okay. <laughs> it's like that, Anthony. Man, I thought you were just going to be happy for the success, but no, you're just, just trying to laugh at us and clown at us and stuff. That ain't right. No. 
<laughs> How'd you guys feel about uh did you guys see the um the video of Cam? Cam Newton? Oh yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk about that too. Um I thought that that was interesting. I just don't know if there's a really a place for him to get a job, but for him to go back to Auburn Pro Day after all those years is, is kind of crazy. What did you think about that one, Strizzy? Oh, you know, I, I'm looking at it like this. I'm kind of with you. I don't really think there's a spot for him anymore. I feel like the, the teams that because he doesn't want to back anybody up. Like you don't you don't come back after a year off to be a backup. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, that, that's not his intentions, right? He's looking to start somewhere. And I feel like the teams that need a quarterback are going to get one in the draft this year. So I unless he does come back to back somebody up or <laughs> I knock on wood to go to a team where their quarterback might end up injured, I I don't see it happening. I don't know. I disagree. I don't think there's a I don't think there's a maybe two rookies that might play better than him this year. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't think to me, I don't think Baker Mayfield is better than him. It will, oh, you know. I don't think I think he could go to the to the uh commanders and help out. I don't think he has long, but like his whole thing was saying he said there's there's no way all 32 quarterbacks is better than him. All right, I agree. And I just I, I just feel like I th- I think if you get a shot, you know, I think he can uh he can do something, but like you said, he has to be a backup, probably, unless that injury happens. But yeah, that, that's what I and, I and I actually I do agree with you, Marcus. Like, you know, I love Cam. That's my dog, man. So, like, I would love to see him, you know, get another shot. I just feel like the, the teams that are early on that need a quarterback are going to draft one. So unless they're thinking like, you know, let's let's bring somebody in and, and we can sit the quarterback or sit the rookie for a little bit and, you know, let him test the waters with just, you know, the, the practice, you know, even the practice squad. Those are all pros, too. You know, so. Um, but we'll see because uh, I know the commanders are talking about going with Sam Howell, but they don't have nobody to back him up, you know what I'm saying? So, so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. But I, I do agree with you though, he he definitely can play better than some 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 people, Baker Mayfield for sure. <laughs> Can't hear you. Oh, my bad, and no, and uh, Alex, are you oh, muted? My bad, my bad, yeah, I was muted. Um, I was, I was going to say, um, yeah, I did think that the Baker Mayfield thing was interesting, but I, I mean, I get what you're saying though. Yeah. He, he could, could help out somewhere, contribute. Um, I just don't know if he would, um, want a chance to start. If he wants a chance to start, I don't think that that's, um, <laughs> that's going to happen again, but I don't know. Pop says Cam is still a bum. He can't play in the XFL. I don't think that's fair. He would, he would light it up in the XFL. I would actually love to see that. If he joined, maybe he should join the USFL and just be like the highest played player there. But um, <laughs> um I, I think he would be okay in the XFL for sure. And Pop oh, yeah. says about 50 quarterbacks are way better are better than him. Go away, <laughs> dang. <laughs> okay. uh, Pop just don't like him. He he ain't never like right. right. So I let I let Pop slide, you know what I'm saying? But Pop just don't like him. Uh, I don't know, man. That's funny. But I mean, even looking at Marcus Mariota up there, like I'm like, you know. Cam could do whatever he's going to do for the Eagles, like wherever, you know what I'm saying? So it's like he could definitely be a backup, though. Um, Anthony Wesson asked, do you guys think the Cowboys will still try to get D-Hop? I think that that ship has sailed definitely with the acquisition of Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Brandon Cooks, though. That's a lot of speed, so. Would you have rather getting D-Hop than Cooks? Almost, almost the same to me. I don't know. Really? Because Cooks is going to serve like a, a, a specific role, and he knows he's not coming over there to be the number one. You know, he knows he's going there to be behind CD and to get down the field and, and, and use his speed. So 
almost like having a player that knows what he's going to do versus like D-Hop. I don't know what his expectations would be other than he'd be like, I want to ball out and I want the ball, you know? I think, so, I think he would know coming over there he'll be number two, you know, especially after last year. I think him being with a – Dak is a decent quarterback, so I think Dak can do it. I think it will open it up, uh, especially for CD, because CD, the last game against the 49ers, he got double team the whole game. He couldn't really get – because Gallup couldn't get open. So right. he couldn't get nothing going. I think having a D, uh, DeAndre Hopkins on the team, he's going to open something up. But he can still make great catches, go line, make good catches. So I think I think he's definitely way better than uh, Brendan Cooks. Brendan Cooks will open up the field, but Dak don't throw deep balls. So that's the thing about that. He's not a deep ball thrower. So that's, 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 that's his 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 go-to thing is he like the deep ball. And we don't really play like that. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But I think DeAndre Hopkins would have been a good fit for us. But I definitely know we're not getting him now, though. So Right, right. Yeah, you know yeah. what's funny? I, I actually really liked the uh, the acquisition of, of Brandon Cooks because even with no quarterback over the last five years, he's actually been he's, – he's, he's eclipsed 1,000 yards the last five seasons. But you are right. Dak don't throw deep. Dak, Dak likes safe. So that's actually a really good point, Marcus, I hadn't really thought about is uh, he might be a deep threat, but Dak don't throw deep. So, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I think I think it's going to work out well. But D. Hawkins, obviously, he would have been productive, too. And I get what you're saying, too, Marcus, about, like, that's a clutch person. Third down, you know you need a catch type of thing. Yeah. Um, that that's a, different, that's a different type of player in him. So. I don't know. Um, Unk says D Hops wants to join the Cowboys, but yeah, I think that that ship has definitely sailed. Anthony Weston says, Where do you think Zeke will go? I'm saying Rams. Um, I don't think Rams because they could have signed Todd Gurley two years ago. That's basically what Zeke is now. I'll say Chiefs. Chiefs? That's what I was saying. No, I'm just messing with him, though. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good, though, actually. The Chiefs, that wouldn't be too bad um, because he could just play goal line. You know what I'm saying? Just be that tough runner. I don't know. I think I think maybe Seahawks. Seahawks that could work too. They've lost. They lost a penny. Rashad Penny, I think. Um, Carson gone too. Unk says Zeke's going to Buffalo, but actually Buffalo signed um, Damian Harris from the Patriots, so yeah. I that they might be solid with that. Um, and then Unk saying, "Yeah, Cowboys they signed Ronald Jones, which that was not impressive to me." Um, let's see. Pop says something about oh Dak was actually number one rated deep thrower two years ago. Dak can play anyway, but can't have interceptions. I think two years ago is a long ways away. That's a long ways away. But but here's the here's the thing though. I he was, but y'all remember two years ago, Mark Cooper. Y'all were y'all were playing from behind almost every single. <laughs> well, so yeah, that, and like. That That's true. Like, they were they were throwing the ball, and I was and my other thing is Amari Cooper was like that deep threat that actually he was the one catching those deep balls yeah. um, before he left. So I don't know. Yeah, it's we'll see. That's most all the free agent signings on here. I did want to talk about uh, Dante Hightower retiring uh, from the Patriots after nine years. Wow. He's still young, but I think that that's pretty legit um, for him to have a great career, three Super Bowls. Oh, yeah, and, three um, of them, huh? Yeah. yeah. And I, I think he was basically, like, right there on the first two and then uh, this late one. So that's what's up, though. Uh, definitely a good career. Uh, made his money and still has his faculties and everything like that. So yeah, that's good. Other news, Laramie Tunsil, he, he signed to be now the highest paid tackle. And his deal was three years, $75 million, which is pretty legit. 
25 million dollars a year for a tackle um, yeah that's crazy so, money. So he pretty much he pretty much got that money back from his uh from getting drafted remember he got he got drops so he didn't get that contract so yeah he pretty much got it back now right yeah 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 he's got the money that he would have had made and i do give him credit for bouncing back from that that's so funny that he's he's come a long way since then or whatever but yeah, That's they nice. tried to they tried to mess. <laughs> they tried to mess with I didn't want to say it, but Pop had the, to go ahead and say it, man. You had to go ahead and do it, man. <laughs> the worst part was that they waited till like 30 minutes before the draft to put that news out there. So there was not gonna be any type of time for him to recover or or it was just all bad, but man. Um the other thing I had on here, yeah, too, was the um the Cam Newton thing, which is that's pretty cool though. That's young camp right there, boy. That's the original pro day one. That's the first that's, time. That's good cam right there. Maybe if he would have showed up with his dreadlocks cut off or something like that, he would have showed people he was serious or something. No, I'm playing. Um, I think it was kind of cool, but I hope like he didn't I don't know how it went, but I hope he didn't take away too much from the Auburn players too, because you know that's that's hopefully he brought more attention maybe to their receivers and their and their people that because that's who they're supposed to be there to see, not not Cam Newton throw them all around, yeah. you know. Yep. And I don't think they really had a quarterback coming out this year, or so maybe that's why too. Um, all right, I think that's it for football. Um, the draft is April twenty seventh, so that's about a little bit more than a month away, and we are going to do another um, mock first draft, first round draft. So we'll see if Anthony Wesson can come back and defend his title um, as the as the GM of, of, of say like a champ. Um, but that's about it, though. There was a lot of stuff going on still with um, with with NFL free agency, of course, but it's slowing down a little bit. And now I think it's going to start moving towards the draft. So. Um, so we'll start moving towards our next topic. World Baseball Classic update, by the way, too, it's still three to one Japan. Now the bottom of the sixth. So hey, USA's well, gonna, I'm actually yeah. going to take off. Oh, yeah. OK. But I figured I'd take off before the next segment goes, but I will definitely holler at all. And as always, thanks for holding it down. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We appreciate you, brother. Right, take so. care. Do your thing. Yep. Thanks. Peace. All right. Um. Wait, a little thing real quick here. Anthony West said Phillips Rivers said he wanted to come out of retirement. <laughs> I'm with Pops on this one. Yeah, but he, he didn't want to retire in the first place, so I think he should have just Waited at least one more year, and he could he could have retired this year. Yeah, I trying to come back. It's not gonna work, man. That one that one year off, man, is gonna be a big difference. I agree with that, and that's what I think too for Cam Newton though, because he had all of last year yeah. off too. It's like that's a yeah, yeah that's you know that's kind of but, taking. But only thing, only thing I give him a chance is maybe he got a little little more on his legs. Maybe he could probably do a little bit on there. Right, Rivers ain't doing none of that. So I saw. That's real. It's crazy though that Philip Rivers, like if he would have maybe stayed with the Colts one more year, like maybe they would have had they were doing he had them kind of going in the right direction, but he probably did better than Matt Ryan. Yeah. And then he, the you know he needs that check. Anthony's reminding us, you know he needs that check. So uh I yeah. Think he, I think he all right. He played a long time. I think he's good. Yeah. Well, now his older kids are making money for the younger ones too. Now it's like a farm life, you know what I'm saying? Like you just have more kids, so you can have a more more of a crew. He's got a whole crew, um, and Uncle Grease Cam is done. So, all right. But over the next few uh, few weeks, we'll um, also talk about a little bit more of draft prep. Talk about the combine a little bit because we didn't really get too much into that. But um, 
But that'll be that. We'll go ahead and jump into our, our next topic. All right, we start by saying rest in peace to Willis Reed, um, two-time champion with the Knicks, and one of the kind of like not really founding fathers and stuff, but like one of the one of the early on um, brothers that was kind of holding it down in the NBA. I will say, um, so rest in peace to Willis Reed. He died at 80 today. Um, you know, former Nick great, and um, I really did. I read uh, Phil Jackson's book, and he talked a lot about being with with Willis Reed and and his impact of the game too. So um, we'll just say rest in peace. Willis Reed's the one that came out at, at the uh, halftime or something like that. He got hurt. He kind of walked out. Is that is that Willis Reed? Yeah. I always get him and Derek Dawkins kind of mixed up sometimes. Got you. Yeah. No, Willis. Yeah, Willis Reed's a little bit older, like maybe like a little, you know, little generation before Donald Dawkins. Oh, okay, okay. Too, so, um, but um, from talking about one legend to talking about another, and I wanted to get your uh, take on this one, Marcus. We have um, Michael Jordan. He's set to sell his stake in the Hornets. Um, he bought in at 175 million in 2010. Now the team's estimated at 1.7 billion, and he's going to sell his well, basically, I think all of his stake, um, which he doesn't own at all, but he owns like the majority. So, uh, what do you think about his time as an owner? If this is the end, smart move. Get out of there because they'll never be good. So he, I think he thought he'll make a difference in getting different people. Seeing uh, Lamelo get hurt, he like this ain't gonna never, this ain't, we'll never be good. So I think he came to rally. You get you, they, you're gonna get paid. Go ahead, you still are great. You can't be great at everything. So right, go ahead and get out of there and do other things, man. But I'm I'm happy he did what he had to do. Being the first black uh, majority owner, but yeah, the Hornets will never be good. So yeah, um, I agree with you too. I just feel like. Yeah, like you said, like maybe he thought he would be able to make more of a difference, but he sees now from that role, there's only so much you can yeah. you can really do or control. And especially because like that's from like literally being the guy with the ball in his hands in the final seconds <laughs> on the court, that's the farthest away. You're still part of the team, but that's like one of the farthest away places you can be from like the impact of the court is when you're an owner. Um, so, you know, and he he wants to win. He he He's always very competitive and it's just not working out. So. But, you know, he made a plenty of money in the process and now he can be free to go do other things, you know, um, or just fade off into the background if that's what he if he that's what he wants to do. So um, um, Unk says Jordan has been a horrible owner. I don't know if he's horrible compared to, you know, everything um, compared to some other owners, you know, like what have the owners for the Pistons done? What have, you know, certain other things. But I just feel like, too, he's so out there. Right. He's so known, too. So everything he does do as an owner is going to be a little bit more magnified versus like most owners. We don't even know who they are. So yeah, it's horrible Dang, I'm giving him no breaks, but if you compare it to his playing career, yeah, not, not, not good as an owner. So, um, but you mentioned LaMelo ball, actually Lonzo ball too, got some, some sad news that we were going to talk about here um, as well with him, um, him being out, for all of next year now he's having his third knee procedure and they're saying that he's going to potentially miss or basically he's going to miss 2023-24 season and um the uh procedure that he's having now is actually um cartilage replacement which is like something that i think is a little bit more um 
kind of more extreme. Like, I don't think that is, that's normal um, or routine for the sports world. So we'll see how it works for him. But I don't know. Yeah, he might be done, man. So you saw missing them knees, man. Never the same. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it is pretty sad. But I think he might – he might – um he might be done too. He might be like one of them, like a Brandon Roy <laughs> type of thing. So, uh, let's see. Let's see. What's my, oh, pops. He says, "Easy, uncle." <laughs> you know how much I love MJ, and I get really defensive. But I think pops yourself, you have to admit that MJ's time as an owner did not go as he expected or as he had wished. Right? He didn't do that great. Um, Anthony West says, "Great businessman, though." That's for sure. I think uh, I'm gonna take it off, Unc. I'm gonna take it off you, Unc. I'm gonna come with pops. LeBron would do a lot better when he be, when he retires. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, I think he. I think LeBron is going to be an owner though for sure. I think he's going to buy the Kings and he's going to take them to Vegas. I think that that would be pretty dope. So. Nah, I think he's going to go to Seattle, man. Oh, Seattle. Okay, yeah, that would be cool. Gotta, bringing the franchise back to Seattle. Seattle got to come back then go to Vegas. But I think like like you. But I think you're right though. I think Vegas would be more cooler. You know. Yeah. Um. I do think it's funny, like LeBron basically practicing for being an owner now. Like he's just always on the sideline. You know what I'm saying? Like he never yeah. be playing. So, um, all right. The other thing I wanted to talk about too was we got to get a John ja Morant check in. Now he did receive an eight game suspension from the NBA for conduct detrimental to the league, and he did come out with this little piece on ESPN. That I put some some uh, some of that up there, but I just think it was. Um, I don't know. I just think. Uh, I just think it was interesting because. The games that he missed when he voluntarily stepped away from the Grizzlies are counting as like time served for the eight game suspension. So he will be actually back tomorrow. So he's not going to actually miss as much time as I originally had thought, because I thought, you know, the eight game suspension would be actual game suspended. Um, but I'm glad that he's just, you know, basically got a week off, you know what I'm saying? Um, but um, I'm glad that he's coming back sooner rather than later. But um, Marcus, what did you think about uh, about the John Moran thing? I think it was overblown. I think they did. I think it was too much. I think two or three games at the most, man, let him play, man. It's like, to me, if he was out there threatening somebody with a gun and robbing somebody or something like that, then, yeah, you could do a lot more. But he just had it. It, it wasn't his. It proved that it wasn't his gun. It wasn't versus to him. Like, I know he's a he's a figure. He shouldn't be doing that. So I think he's going to learn his lesson. So I think we'll never see this again. I think he'll change from here on out. I think he'll he'll do better. But I think eight games was a lot for him. But we'll forget about it when they get to the playoffs. They're doing well. So right. No, I agree with that. Um, I think it is kind of weird. Yeah, eight games does seem like a lot, but I guess since they were like, well, he's I already paid. out five, you know? What's that? Pay too. He didn't get paid. Oh, right. So missing like, those checks. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that they were like looking at like, well, he's already been out five. Like, well, we'll just put it here, but we'll just say those ones already count or whatever. So um, and he, he he needed a little wake up call. He was he was getting a little too out of hand, going to the script clubs and all that kind of stuff. But did you hear that they um uh, they can't stay overnight no more at, on road games? Like, like oh, they play, they gotta get out of there right away. Is that just the there. Grizzlies or it's the Grizzlies? But they saying also that David I said David Stern, but um they're also Stern? talking to the commissioner Silver that they think about doing it for all teams. So that mm-hmm. happens. Like they're gonna be pissed at him, you know, because that's when you gotta relax you for everybody. Yeah, so it's like, man, like he, he might ruin because he had two incidents in Denver, like you know what I'm saying, with that situation. So I know yeah. for sure that this year that the Grizzly can't stay overnight no more. They gotta play and get out of there. So, so after they play, relax. The airport. Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah. that's crazy, but it's funny because I think you know there's been a, different stories you hear throughout the times and things like that. It's like I think NBA players do look forward to that, especially depending on where you're playing or you're playing somewhere. You know, you're playing for the Jazz, whatever. And you're like, oh, we're about to go to you know Chicago, or we're about to go to New York, or we're about to play yeah. in LA. You want that time after the game, you know, to go link up with your homies and that fan, you know, family in that area, whatever. So that would be kind of a different, you know, kind of a blow to the culture of like them having fun while they're traveling around. If like yeah. as soon as they get off their away game, they have to like go and hit, have to play and head home. So yeah. that's crazy. But um, but yeah, I think it was pretty interesting. But I hopefully the, the that is behind them. Speaking of his teammate, though, um. Uh, Dylan Brooks, you see Dylan Brooks is going a little bit crazy uh, lately, got his 18th technical foul. So um, the NBA starts suspending you at 16 technical fouls for the year. You get suspended a game and then every two after that. So this is his second suspension um, for technical fouls, but he's been chirping a lot. Um, and uh, the other night he was, you know, calling a, a player a cheerleader or whatever. And then they also got into it with the Warriors again, um, him kind of doing the stare down with Clay. But do you like the um, – you like that that type of thing, or do you like what Dylan Brooks is doing? Or well, well, it's like being a wrestler, you know. You're an entertainer, so I think he knows his play's not he's not playing as well. Like I think his first two years he played decent, you know, but I think he's he's it's showing that he's not playing well. So he's trying to find another source of being relevant, you know. So he's trying to do what he can to stay relevant, but that won't last long when you're not playing good. So he yeah. he, he has to start playing well too and doing that because I think he's trying to be like a Rasheed Wallace type of guy. You know, Rasheed Wallace did that. He was still balling. He still was one of the best players on the team. Right. So he, he can get away with that. But I think the owner or the coach saying you ain't producing, you're doing that, he's going to sit you down. So maybe he'll start playing better. But I don't I don't think it fits him pretty good. And I don't know if you've seen when he tried to give Kyrie his jersey and Kyrie didn't take it. It was kind of like, ugh. No, I, mean, I didn't see that. It was a, it was a or they did like a jersey swap. So Kyrie gave him his. And then – he tried to give Kyrie his, and Kyrie kept walking. It was Bang. like, oh, like this. So yeah, that's crazy. Kind of, He's like, you can have mine, but I'm not trying to. I'm yeah, not trying to grab yours. I think about it. You want Dylan jersey? Like, where you gonna hang that up at? Like, who is that? Well, and that's what Clay Thompson said too. And I wanted to know if you would agree with this. Clay Thompson basically was like, when they were getting into their thing, he was like, you know. He's a nice little player, or whatever. He's basically, but like nobody is ever going to talk about him after he's done playing. Like he doesn't have like a legacy type of thing. So, yeah, I don't. I think I don't think he's going to do that. Like he's going to make a big overcome to do that. So, like he, I think he trying to be the Draymond of their team, but Draymond got rings, you know, to, to prove what he's doing. So, right. But yeah, I don't think I don't. I wouldn't. I'm the type of player. I would. If I'm play, I wouldn't even argue with that guy. I guess I'm not going to go into it with you. Got you. Got you. Um, Stephanie Washington, want to welcome Stephanie Washington to the show. Thank you, Miss Stephanie, for making it out. We appreciate you. Um, hope you're doing well. We're just rolling along, though. I think that's pretty much it for um for NBA talk. The West, uh, only one loss separates the seeds six through twelve, so it is very tight race. The Lakers, my Lakers, blew a game the other night. Um, yeah, man. Basically, uh, um, Anthony, um. Anthony Davis blew that game because he had a chance to shoot free throws to make it a four-point game with, like, I don't know however many seconds left against the Mavericks the other night. And um, and then also he left his man alone on the three-point line, Maxi Kleber. I do have to give it credit for him, though, because he, like, caught the ball and immediately shot it and um, hit the three at the buzzer to beat the Lakers. That was a pivotal game because 
And if the Lakers win that game, they'll basically be in the sixth seed instead of the tenth seed where they're at now. Yeah. Um, so that you know that kind of hurt. But they're still staying afloat, and um, Austin Reeves is really balling. Actually, he's I just really to say, AR fifteen is doing his thing, man. He's showing he's he's becoming that Caruso for the Lakers, man. So right, I think he he's he's balling. So I think you need him in, in, on that stretch. I think I think they make it. I think LeBron gets back. He has to get back this week, man. To, uh, start playing for them to get that to get in the playoff to, to, to the, uh, the uh, to get it past the plan or whatever yeah, or to make sure uh, they're in the plan. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. He he has to come back soon. Yeah, I think so too. But I'm really hoping that these players that have kind of elevated their play while he's been gone keep playing like that. Don't just yeah. defer to LeBron when he comes back because that's what kind of gets them slowed down again. You know, they lose their rhythm. It's like just just kind of let him come in. And be like everybody else, and just do his thing. And um, right now he's on the bench. He's he's a big morale guy, but hopefully he sees where he can fit in and keep everybody still going and doing what they're doing now. So, um, Unk says Anthony Davis, I believe, will be getting traded. Um, what happened this year? Yeah, definitely not. Well, yeah, past the trade deadline this year, and but I, I don't know, maybe so. But if they make a little run this year. We'll see. I do think, though, just in general, thinking about the NBA, I do think that there has been a shift back now away from the super teams to just being like, you need a well-rounded depth team again. Yeah, um, bitch. Yeah. So it's interesting, though, because we'll see that experiment when Kevin Durant comes back because it's like the Suns are now on the tail end of that, like still trying to have a super team, still trying to have a big three. But it seems like most of the teams that are being successful right now, like the Kings, like the Grizzlies, like the Celtics, I mean, obviously the Celtics got stars too, but it's more depth, more having a well-rounded team. So um, we'll see how that we'll see how that plays out. I still wouldn't mind having a, a big three, though. You know. Yeah, you, yeah, it works. Yeah. So, all right. Um, I think that's about it. But we're gonna jump back. Actually, we're gonna take a look at. Um, we're gonna take a look at this one real quick. Hold on one second. We're gonna hit the other sports. So what's next again? Other sports? Oh yeah, yeah, other sports. Okay, so so not like not football. Yeah, yeah, not basketball. We did that already. Oh okay, like like hockey. Yeah, 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 yeah like, like hockey, hockey. hockey feel okay, me? like like oh like baseball. Yes you know sir. Yes sir. Like like soccer, right? There we go. Like soccer. Like other sports. Yeah. All right, other sports. Um. We're approaching the end of the NHL season, so we got um, playoff hockey is going to be starting in about a month, and the Boston Bruins are the clear favorite in the NHL right now. Um, They're doing really great. They're basically where my avalanche were last year as far as just dominating teams, scoring a lot of goals, and playing really good defense. So they're the heavy favorites right now going into the playoffs, but um, some other interesting news about hockey is that um, Fanatics is actually taking over and replacing Adidas as the official jersey supplier for the NHL next year. Um, and that's pretty interesting. You know, Fanatics, um, if you're familiar or whatever, is like a, you know, just like a regular uh, outlet, like a, a store or whatever, right? Like an online store where you can just buy any of the fan gear. And over time, they've started having like, you know, of course, like Nike makes the NBA or the NFL stuff, but then they'll have a Fanatics brand one too, which is more like uh, almost like a generic one or whatever. That's super legit that now they're having a chance to be the official supplier. So this is the first time, but I guess that their partnership with the NHL has done really well over the years. And so the NHL is going to try them out to be the the jersey maker. Um, I think that's pretty cool. What do you think about that? 
I think it's cool. I think Fanatic is bigger than people think, though. I think they're doing great things. They uh they were here for the Super Bowl doing a, a big event too with uh with Ryan Clark and my buddy uh Beecham. They had a it was part of a panel with them. So they they making some moves right now. I could say it used to be generic, but I think they they, they make some good stuff. So I think I use them sometimes. I need something right away, but I think they about to uh, make a jump right now. So that'd be it'd be good for them. I agree. No, I agree. It's really cool. And yeah, I think that they have been smart over the years. And they used I think they were originally called like football fanatics, and they started right. with like a few products. But over the years now, if you go to fanatics now, you know you can get any team sport. If you want to just get a shirt with their logo on it, you can find any team, any sport, basically on Fanatics. So they've done a great job just acquiring every single license. And now if they become a real supplier, um, that could be that could be really big for them. The other thing I had on here hockey related is um, on Sunday is the the Isobel Cup, which I don't know exactly what Isobel stands for, but this is actually the women's hockey uh, championship and it's going to be on ESPN two. I've never actually seen women's ice hockey on on TV before, but um, they're actually going to be doing the championship and it's an interesting format because they actually had the the semifinals was like a three game series um, between you know two different teams, but the actual championship game is going to just be one game. It's not actually going to be a three game series or anything like that. It's just going to be one game for uh, for the cup. And that's actually happening here in Tempe, Arizona, where the Coyotes play. So um, that's pretty cool. If you're looking for something to watch on Sunday, you know what I'm saying? Check out some women's hockey. I think I'm going to try to check it out just because I never really never really seen it before. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard of it. So that would be kind of cool to check out a little bit of it. Yeah, and it's interesting that this is their first time, too, kind of getting a broadcast partner. And it's only for the championship game. But who knows if it does well, maybe, you know, over, over time, they'll build up a little bit. Um Speaking of building up and getting a partnership, like an actual TV partnership, Live Golf, they're now going to be aired on the CW. So they're going to continue to be aired on um, on their YouTube channel and on their website, but they're also with the CW now. And one thing I did notice is over the last weekend, um, ESPN and Fox Sports started putting the scores for Live and the results for Live on their websites which all of last year ESPN did not acknowledge live as like an actual thing that they reported out on. Um, so interesting headway uh, for live Marcus, you were telling us last week that you think they're going to be in there for the long haul. But um, I think that's definitely like another step of like becoming more of like a permanent league um, actually getting on TV. And this weekend's event in Tucson was really pretty legit. And there was actually a, a three-way uh, tie and they went into overtime holes and Danny Lee won in the third overtime, I think, hole. And this is his first win since 2015. This guy was almost out of golf. And now he cashed a $4 million purse um, in only his second event with Liv. So I think that's that's pretty darn cool. It's very cool. So, but yeah, they they, they went on CW this, this weekend too. I checked it out a little bit. It still don't have that original golf feel to it, the commentators and how the scoreboard is. It's still kind of like, like a... Like a little too gamer style yeah, it's like a gamer type thing so uh, i know they, i know they're trying to do their own thing you know they, they even have a where they about to put they have like a little tracker or how straight it should be and all that kind of stuff so it's still actually still trying to do thing i think just just go ahead and copy the pj how you do things. <laughs> you want the straight up format yeah like, just and do that stuff and make it look like i know you're trying to do but i think it's time to get that because you guys i, I really think they're gonna make a, a splash but we'll see, like the next two years, if they if they if one of those guys win one of the, of the four, 
they'll they'll get some momentum going. But they they don't win in at all, then they, they might kind of start falling back. But I, I'm a big guy on how the presentation is, and it looks it looks more like you know kiddish to me. So hopefully they get that together. I can feel you on that. I think they're definitely trying to look like towards like the younger version yeah. of golf. They're trying to be like more like top golf when you're at top yeah. golf and you see like the like the gamified version of golf. So um, I, I agree with that for sure. Um, but I thought it was pretty cool. I do hope that they do well, but I, I get what you're saying. Like, just make it a little bit more clean on the presentation. Yeah. Just give us a just give us a real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. But um, I think that's pretty much it, though. I think we're going to get uh, wrapping it up a little bit early. I'm going to stop this screen share. And um, I did want to say mom's jumping in there. She said, don't you have son- uh, plans Sunday? And I do want to say um, we do want to wish a, a happy early birthday to moms. It's her birthday this coming up weekend. So we're definitely going to be doing birthday, celebrating. And, um, and yes, definitely um, hit her up in the comments with a, with a little happy birthday. I'm How excited. 42, 43? Yeah, I think it's 43. Yeah, 43 okay. this right. year. So, yeah. So she's, she's definitely, you know, she's, she's getting up there. But, um, you know, um, <laughs> but, yeah, she will have some German chocolate cake this weekend for her. Ooh. That's her favorite. So, you know, that'll be that'll be fire. Um, so, yeah, so definitely happy birthday, early birthday to moms. And um, I think that's pretty much it, though. Marcus, what's your favorite kind of cake? We can talk. We can talk about sweets for a second. My favorite cake, uh, I would say, is a lemon pound cake. Oh, lemon pound cake. Okay. Yeah, I'm not too, I am too fancy, you know, but a nice lemon pound cake would be good for me. Okay, I got you. Okay, cool. My grandma used to make a seven up, uh, a pineapple seven, upside down cake, but I'm I'm allergic to pineapples. But I still oh, no. Yeah, it's not a bad allergic. I got like my skin started like real funny, something like that, but I still would eat it. So, but I would say a lemon pound cake would be the go to gotcha okay what about cool. you? um i like the confetti cake like the white cake yeah exactly so that's uh, i don't know that's one always my favorite but i love just chocolate cake i love any cake you know how i get down so. <laughs> um unk says happy birthday pop says happy birthday lkm and then unk says german chocolate cake yeah german chocolate is fire too that's a good one too i I'll, i would eat it Without the coconut, like give me Not everything else. But I'm not a chocolate type of. Ca- I don't like chocolate ice cream, chocolate cake. So if I had to have it, I don't know the, the texture of the coconut. I don't like. Got you. Okay, cool. All right. Well, we're getting some information. We're filing that away for later. Um, but yeah, but that's um one more update on the World Baseball Classic. It's now the bottom of the seventh, and Japan is still leading three to one against uh, Team USA. So I'm gonna probably try to go catch the last couple innings of this. Hope for some heroics. Um. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna um, do it like that. We held it down for for um, Strizzy. He was in dad mode, you know what I'm saying? He was uh he was uh he he had the dad taxi going on, so <laughs> that's what's up for the dad Uber driver uh, today. But um, but yeah, we want to thank him for being on the show, and then thank you, Mad Marcus. Everything else is good with you. Anything else you want to check in on before we before we dip out? Oh, only thing I was gonna say, uh, we went to Pop Strokes uh, this weekend. I think oh, yeah. we have to go. We have to go. And not this weekend because moms celebrate moms, but the following week, sometime we gotta go, man. I think we'll really enjoy it. It's it's, it's it was really fun. I couldn't have enough fun with because the, the kids is like ready to go. So gotcha. I want I want to go with my boys and we have some good fun. I think we have a good time. You could be there all day. You know they have drinks, food there, good music and stuff like that. So I think it'll be super fun. 
Cool. We got we got to go ASAP, man. Let's go right. we'll for our birthday. You know, we'll see, man. True. Out there. True. So, All right. I think it's That's a good time. No, I'm excited for that too, definitely. And I want to make a I want to make a little vlog about it when we go there. And then also, I heard about um, Shaq's chicken restaurant that yeah. opened on the inside. I kind of want to check that out too. So yeah, we can make it all one day, man. Let's yeah, we got some adventures coming up. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, but yes, but um, that's what's up. Have stuff definitely lots to look forward to. Um, but we will see y'all next week on episode 187. But for now, that was say like a champ. It's your boy A Dub. Your boy Marcus, get them tacos, man. Taco Tuesday. Thanks for listening to Say Like a Champ. Engage with us on Instagram. Share your thoughts and you might just be featured on the show. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you pod so you don't miss next week's episode of Say Like a Champ.